On today's Locked On Texan podcast, roster changes and additions. We'll talk about how that will affect the running back room, if any. And another difficult week for rookie left guard Kenyon Green. Cody and I preview the game against the Washington Commanders this upcoming Sunday. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman, joined by Cody Davis, and today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than never before because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome to this hump day episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast. The Houston Texans have waived veteran cornerback Isaac Yidam with the claim of running back Eno Benjamin. Benjamin was released on Monday. Benjamin just played in one offensive snap in Sunday's victory over the L.A. Rams, and he was really not happy about that, Um, not happy about his role being diminished, had an altercation with one of the assistant coaches on the sideline, and the very next day he got released. The game highs for this season against the Saints, Cody, 12 carries, 92 yards, and a touchdown. Also caught 33 passes for 184 yards on the season, averaging 7.7 yards per catch. Benjamin is young, only 23 years old, ran a 4-5-40 at the combine, potentially a player Houston can use as a returner on this season. Eight attempts for 180 yards as a kickoff return with a long of 44 yards. But overall, Cody, uh, I wonder if this will affect the role of Rex Burkhead or Dare, if all at all, if any at all. For Dare, I'm going to say no because they haven't utilized him much in the rushing attack. Um, And then when he is on the field, he is used more so for pass protection. And of course, as a pass protector, I mean, as a pass um, catcher Um, for Rex Burkhead, I'm going to say yes, because John, as you know, going into this season, especially during the time with Marlon Mack, we have talked about how the Houston Texans need to find a number two running back. And yes, you know, we we joked around a lot about how unfortunate it is that Rex Burkhead is so-called the number two running back on this team. However, when you take a look at the numbers, look, Damian Pierce, MVP of the team, like I always say, but this is a young man through the first nine games of his career. He has already carried the ball 165 times. The next closest running back, the next closest rusher on the Houston Texans for attempt is Russ Burkhead with 24, followed by Davis Mills with I thought 12. Davis was third. I <laughs> thought Davis was third. And I just wanted to throw those numbers out there because, look, Damian Pierce is phenomenal. But at the end of the day, we do not want to see Damian Pierce get ran to the ground as a rookie, and we want to see Damian Pierce stay healthy and stay fresh so we can see him have a long, successful career. And we all know that if there's any position group where it seems like the lifespan is short, it's at the running back position. Now you bring in Benjamin. I, I don't expect him to have 
a, a, a major impact on the Texans this season. However, John, going back to a conversation that you and I had to, cl- um, to close out yesterday's show, remember you asked me, you know, for the rest of the season, who are some of the players that the Houston Texans or do the Texans have players where you want to see them utilize just a little bit more to see whether or not they have a future on this team? Benjamin fits this position. And I like the signing. Once again, I don't think it's going to move the needle as to say, you know, oh my God, the Texans are going to win one or two more games. But he does give the Houston Texans a very reliable number two option in the backfield. Yeah, I'm okay with Damian Pierce getting more carries. And I'll tell you why. 69, 69, 165 already, (laughs) 69, 54, 106, 100. Those were his carries in college. He only had 329 carries in college. Listen, one of the things that I liked about Damian Pierce, when I talked to him way back in February, he's fresh, right? Like when you talk to people that are fans of the Florida Gators or people around the Florida Gators, they always, if Damian Pierce got the ball more, maybe that team would have been able to do more because of how impactful he is as a runner. But he never did. He has fresh legs. He knows he has fresh legs. And I believe that Nick Casario mentioned the amount of carries or lack thereof that he received in college and aiding to him getting the ball more than what he did in college. So 165 through nine games, I'm okay with that, honestly, to be you know, completely honest with you. But then I look at the, you know, the depth chart for Houston and you got Eno, got Rex, got Dare, but Cody, you are mentioning that Eno should be one of those guys that Houston should, you know, play more, Mm -hmm. right? To figure out what do you have for next season, whether it's um, a rotational guy, whether it's a special teams player, what do you have? And I 100% agree with you. I do want to say this, guys, don't expect for him to come in and play this upcoming Sunday. Uh, with things, how things have worked with the Houston Texans, I can see a scenario where he doesn't play for the first two or three weeks for the Houston Texans because of how they go through their ramp-up period as they mm-hmm. did with a few of the players that they brought in later on in the season or after the preseason. So, again, uh, he is a player. Yeah, go ahead and see what you have right now. Uh, he may be one of those guys, if you are 100% certain that Damian Pierce is your running back for the next three to four years, the lifespan of a running back isn't that long. But if you're confident in Damian Pierce, you also want to make sure, which is something that I mentioned early in the year, but you do want to make sure that you have a change of pace back, which is why it was important for me to mention that 7.7 yards per catch out of the backfield, that's pretty damn good for a running back who isn't seeing those attempts. So, Whenever he does get those passes, then you can expect for him to make a couple of moves and get up the field and help your team out offensively. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to let you guys know about our friends over at Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget book an SUV or minivan for a family road trip, a pickup truck for some errands, even test drive an EV. Listen, terms and conditions apply. However, every trip is backed by liability insurance. Forget boring rental cars. Find your drive at Turo.com. 
Welcome back in, and thank you guys for making the Locked On Texans your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insight only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Got a game on Sunday versus the Washington Commanders. They just took on and took out the Philadelphia Eagles, ending their Mm. perfect season. But, you know, they dropped a song. Can't stand us. (laughs) The Commanders. Listen, as bad as that song is, and it's bad, I can't lie. I catch myself whenever I see it on my timeline. Like a couple of hours go by, and I'm just, you know, maybe at my desk or driving, and I'm just nodding on to it like, man, it's a terrible song, by the way. But even with their quarterback woes and issues and the ups and downs at the running back position with Antonio Gibson, who was not necessarily happy with some of his role that he was receiving early in the year, Brian Robinson, who was able to come back to play football after getting shot, that's an amazing story, and I'm glad that he's healthy and they play, play ball in the live, more importantly. The commanders right now, Cody, listen, top four in the NFL in sacks with 32, 211 passing yards per game, 112 rushing yards per game. But when I look at this team, I am scared because our young rookie left guard, Kenyon Green, has been going through the gauntlet. He opened up his season – in the second half going up against DeForest Buckner. But in the last three games, Jeffrey Simmons, Javon Hargraves, Dexter Lawrence. Simmons had one sack, Hargraves had three sacks, and Dexter Lawrence from this past Sunday against the New York Giants had a sack. It's getting difficult out there for him. And he's a rookie, right? These are some of the things you kind of want to see him go through his rookie year so he can – Go through those L's. Go through those fires. Learn from them. Get better. And he also has a damn good left tackle to learn from. Hmm. But he hasn't fared well consistently in a lot of these matchups. And when I look at De'Ron Payne coming to town for the commanders, five and a half sacks on the year, one of those D tackles that I think is one of the most I'm going to call him underrated because he doesn't get enough national attention, but he is one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. Another tough matchup for Kenyon Green. And I think that this this coming Sunday, it's going to be another difficult outing for the rookie. Yeah, but John, as you just said, um, I I actually like it because you want to see your rookies go through this. Because look, he's a first round pick. And even though he is going through his learning curves, I'm 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 more encouraged more so than anything because at times he has held his own against some of the top defensive linemen in the league, and it's going to be another another tough task for him on Sunday. And look, as I mentioned, this is what you want to see because this is very important for his developmental process, you know, but you cannot talk about the Washington commanders without talking about the, I guess, quarterback controversy now that they have because Ron Rivera did report on yesterday that he doesn't know who the starting quarterback is going to be against the Houston Texans on Sunday. Carson Wentz has been on IR ever since week six after he sustained a broken finger against the Chicago Bears. And look, 
at the time of him departing, the Washington Commanders was two and four. And this is a quarterback who only completed 62% of his passes, 10 touchdowns, six interceptions. Ever since Taylor Heineke got into the game, you know, his numbers hasn't been that much different. As a matter of fact, in the four games that he has played under center, he has thrown for five touchdowns with four interceptions. However, when I go back and I take a look at the film, the Commanders with Taylor Heineke on the center play more of an efficient offensive game. A more efficient offensive game means a better version of the Washington Commanders, and that is why that team is 3-1 ever since he took the helm as his team starting quarterback after the injury to Carson Wentz. So that is something that you definitely got to keep your eyes set on, John. I think the small chance that the Houston Texans do have to win this game, I will prefer to see Carson Wentz under center because the 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 the, the, the commander's offense was not as efficient with him under center. Yeah, here's what I'm worried about. Opponents like defensively. We know Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron. Like he he makes mm-hmm. sure his teams, for the most part, are good at you know playing defense. But what I'm worried about the most with this team is, again, Houston has struggled throughout the year converting third downs, one of the worst in the NFL. Well, when I look at the Washington Commanders, opponents are only converting on third downs. 34, nearly 35% of the time. That's not necessarily good. You want to see better out of that for an opponent, uh, an opposing team that's coming into town in an area you struggle with. Like you want them to be a little bit of worse so you'll be able to have more success ideally, right? I get it. But then for the flip side, in the favor of Houston, the Washington Commanders only convert on third downs nearly 38% of the time. And so I think this game will come down to which team is converting more, which team is better uh, in terms of keeping drives alive and converting compared to getting off the field and taking your team out off of the field offensively. And what I saw out of the Washington Commanders on Monday Night Football, they had a high rate against the Eagles on converting If you go back and look at their first half time of possession, they crushed the Eagles, kept the ball in their hands majority of the time. And these are some of the things that if I'm the Houston Texans defensively, again, Lovey Smith, who I do give a lot of credit to in the last couple of days, last couple of games, excuse me, he has shown different fronts. He has approached the game differently defensively in, in terms of his play calling and getting after the quarterback and Taylor Heineke who is a quarterback that's been known to be kind of tricky, who can, you know, flash here and flash there, getting the ball out in different crazy ways. You got to bring him down, right? And uh, by the way, if you bring him down, make sure that he doesn't have one knee down, one knee up, because referees <laughs> will throw the flag. And I don't know what's going on with this with, with this crap right now. I, I think it's ridiculous. But the third down battle is where Houston could possibly win or lose this game. And this was a game when we kicked off the year, I had the Houston Texans potentially winning. Listen, guys, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business if you're operating one. 
You want to be 100% certain you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Super easy to create a job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Add the job, then add the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can hire and quickly prioritize who you want to get in the building. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And I also want to let you guys know about BetOnline.net. They continue to be your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis this season. Get the latest odds, trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer, even esports getting in on the action. They've got it all over at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because BetOnline is where the game starts. And welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans. By the time some of you guys hit this podcast, if you go to my Twitter page, you're probably going to see me tweet out pictures on the Houston Texans new running back, Eno Benjamin. Um, as me and John talked about in the first segment, we truly do believe that Benjamin has the potential to help the Houston Texans backfield. But, John, you said something that I kind of want to just – point out just a little bit and you already know i already know this um you know the houston texans have a process uh, process that they go through whether there's players coming back from injuries or players that they sign they take them on this ramp up period and sometimes the ramp up period is a lot longer than expected and the reason why i'm pointing that out i don't want to see benjamin turn into another tyler johnson situation or as of right now, a Tyron Johnson situation, because I truly do believe that the Texans could have utilized Tyler Johnson in this wide receiving core. And I get it. I understand it. I'm not about to sit here and say that he would have made the, the Texans wide receiving core top five, top 10 in the league. But when you take a look at the lack of production that's in that position group, I mean, look, as of right now, it seems like the only wide receiver you could possibly depend on is Nico Collins and that time Chris Moore because you already know the mindset that that Brandon Cooks is in but you know they could have used the services of Tyler Johnson they cut him they wasn't using him now you look at Tyron Johnson another guy that they could be utilizing as of right now but Sunday he had a healthy scratch and it seemed like he's going to fall right uh, right into the same category as Tyler Johnson where like we mentioned a couple weeks ago it was a waste of time I don't want to hear Lovey Smith and Nick Asirio and Pep Hamilton say, well, this is ramp up here. We got to get them caught up to the playbook. You're 171. You need help on the football field. You need to know what you have and see whether or not this is your number two running back for the future. Just utilize Benjamin. Not, not saying that they should throw him out on the field Sunday, but at some point, just give this young man a fair opportunity. Yeah, I mean, first, 
Listen, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know. I'm not confident that he's the number two running back. I mean, I, we don't know. We don't. We well, don't really from know. What we've been able to see, we still don't know, man. We like sometimes guys get opportunities and they do well in those opportunities, and then that's just what it is—an opportunity. Don't really know, but to your point, listen. I, this is why I think it's a waste of time, right? Like <laughs> with with with. Ty, with um, Ty, not Tyrone, um, Tyler. Tyler Johnson, and uh, um, you know some of the other guys like Marlon Mack. I think was somewhat Marlon of a Mack waste was of time. Another one. Um, but this is why I would consider it a waste of time, simply because, well, you got you got guys on your practice squad you can easily call up, right? Or you got guys on this roster you can easily give more opportunities to if you're looking for a player to, uh, you know, kind of showcase whether or not they can play more in, in, or do better in a role than maybe another guy, right? And so we look at Johnson getting signed. Well, you had Kemp already. You had Johnny Johnson already, right? And that's for Tyler and Tyrone. Now we look at Eno. Well, what's really the point, which is why I wanted to mention, you know, Rex Burkhead and Dare, like what's really the point of – Bringing Eno in, claiming him off waivers, when you got Darre, who you know clearly can be effective for this team as a pass catcher, right? And so it just, for me, it's confusing. But it does look like that for Houston, they're just trying things out to figure out what sticks. Because again, if you really want to see if somebody else could capitalize in the role that you're maybe giving to someone else then what about the guys that's been here throughout camp and training camp and preseason? Uh, but for Eno, great opportunity for him to showcase whether or not he can be, you know, a, a, a piece for this team moving forward. His sophomore year, he rushed for nearly 1,600 yards. His senior year, rushed for a little bit over 1,000. So he can run the ball. He can catch the ball. Needs an opportunity. Got an opportunity early in the year with the – Arizona Cardinals did well in, in his role that he was featured in, got released because James Conner came back. And now for Houston, with eight more games left on the season, at some point, just see what you have. Be fair about it. Don't waste his time. Don't waste your time. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast. Be sure to continuously check us out each and every day on YouTube under the name Locked On Texan. Subscribe. Also, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnTexans. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your support. Peace.